new Illinois Youth Center will open in Lincoln. Rivian test ran its first R1S SUV in downtown Bloomington. More on these stories. I'm Kelsey Watsonauer. I'm Sierra Henry. And this is Lee Enterprises Long Story Short. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Long Story Short, where we recap Central Illinois news from Lee Enterprises journalists. Uh, We've had a long week, but it's been good. So sit back, relax, and let us tell you what happened. Uh, Today, I'm just going to jump right into it, and we're going to start with some local government news. To start, McLean County plans to roll out a new vaccine sign-up system by the end of next week, Panagraph Lindsay Jones reports. The county health department has been working to replace its current system with a new software that will assist the public in knowing how to register for vaccination clinics. This is pretty exciting, so if you want to read more on what this means for local vaccines, check out any of Jones's reports at panagraph.com for more information. Um, In Normal, the Normal Liquor Commission this week fined Joe's Station House Pizza Pub $1,750 for violating the town's liquor code by continuing indoor dining service despite a statewide ban. The pub must also pay $920 in court reporter fees and a $1,500 fee for the town to retain an attorney to conduct a hearing on behalf of the Town Liquor Commission. Tom DeVore, who is an attorney representing the pub owners, has said that they will appeal the decision to the State Liquor Control Commission. I've covered this story pretty extensively, so if you want to read up on this issue, plus more coverage of Monday night's town council meeting, check out any of my reports at penograph.com. In Macon County, the Decatur City Council is exploring a potential sewer expansion to service Innova Feed, a French company planning to build the world's largest insect protein facility in Decatur. The City Council on Monday approved a $180,859 agreement with the engineering firm with Clark Dietz, Inc., to look into expanding sewer access in the area and encourage future development. Herald and Review reporter Brendan Moore reports. Treat more on this possible incentive and more on the Monday night council meeting, check out Brendan's story at herald-review.com. And with that, we're going to talk about some education news. So Kelsey, why don't you tell me what happened in uh, Decatur Public Schools this week? Sounds kind of interesting. Lots of bus news. Yes, the big story at Decatur Public Schools this week is all things buses after the district announced schools will not return to in-person learning until March 22nd because they didn't have enough bus drivers. The Herald and Review received correspondence between administrators and the transportation company All Town Bus Service. Uh, Those emails indicate the administration was warned as early as October that they might have a hard time retaining drivers to start in-person learning in January without some financial assistance. However, the school board didn't find out until January 12th, a week before classes were supposed to begin. During a special meeting Wednesday, board members expressed their frustration with the administrators for keeping them in the dark, referring to the decision by the administrators to not seek counsel regarding the request from all town to continue to receive some sort of form of payment even though their services weren't needed while students were being taught remotely. To read what board members and administrators had to say and to read all the all town emails, be sure to find all of Valerie Wells' coverage of the Decatur District at herald-review.com. Mattoon Schools will begin offering rapid COVID testing for its students and staff as the district prepares to return to in-person classes. As teachers begin receiving vaccination and the state has started rolling back COVID restrictions, Mattoon is preparing to go back in person for the first time since the pandemic began last March. 
With that, the district has outlined a full plan for a scheduled return, so if you want to learn more about what the school is doing to prepare and about its rapid testing plans, find Rob Stroud's report at jg-tc.com. This week we learned that Bloomington District 87 Superintendent Barry Riley is planning to retire at the end of the next school year. He's t- he told the school board months ago, and he had actually made the decision back in fall of 2019, but the school board will be starting the process of finding his replacement next weekend with, an, with interviews with Search Forbes. Um, 55-year-old Riley has been superintendent for 11 years now, and by the time he's done it will be 12, and he spent more than 30 years with the district, so he says by summer 2022 it'll be time. To read more about his decision and what working at Bloomington District 87 has meant to him, be sure to find my report at panagraph.com. Okay, Sierra, tell us about what's going on in sports this week. Basketball is back, baby! I know we've all been waiting on high school sports to return, and we don't have to wait any longer, at least not for basketball, that is. We have so much coverage of high school and college basketballs uh, this week across our three websites, so if you want to check out how your favorite area team is doing, head on over to herald-review.com, jg-tc.com, or uh, pantograph.com to check out all of our coverage. That being said, we have some movement on college football for Illinois State University and some Big Ten news as well. But first, let's start with uh, Panagraph Randy Reinhardt, who wrote on Friday that the Illinois State University team held an intra-squad scrimmage under some especially chilly conditions. I'm not sure how different it is from the fall season, but I would guess that playing football in the middle of the winter is pretty different from the near of the autumn season. Uh, to read how the ISU team is looking, what they're working on, and more, read Reinhardt's story at Panagraph.com. The Big Ten also announced a few changes to Illini football's 2021 schedule on Friday. Illinois will now host the Wisconsin Badgers on Saturday, October 9th, after originally being scheduled for October 23rd. The team will also travel to Penn State on October 23rd rather than the 16th. In addition to some schedule changes, new head football coach Brett Bielema announced two new signings on Wednesday for the 2021 recruiting class. The team adds three-star linebacker recruit Dwayne Johnson from South Gwinnett High School in Snellville, Georgia, and three-star running back Josh McCray from Enterprise High School in Enterprise, Alabama. Now we're going to head on over to some public state. That was not a very good transition on my part, but I mean, I I think it sounds pretty exciting for Illinois. But anyways, now we're going to head on over to some public safety news. Uh, We've had a busy week, especially in the courts. So Kelsey, break it down for me. Did I sound like a sports, a sports, like a sport commentator? That's who I, that's who I channel when I do sports. Okay. Anyways. All right, this week, um, Sydney Mays was found guilty of triple murder after a six-day bench trial in Clay County. Judge Casey Costigan delivered the verdict Wednesday afternoon, convicting the Bloomington man on nine counts of first-degree murder, one count of attempted first-degree murder, and one count of aggravated discharge of a firearm. Prosecutors say Mays fired 18 shots on Riley Drive the afternoon of June 18, 2018, killing three men, Nate Pena, Corey Jackson, and Juan Carlos Perez. Pena's son, who was four years old at the time, was paralyzed in the shooting as well. Mays faces life in prison when he is sentenced on April 15th. Pantograph reporter Kate Heather followed this trial, so if you want to read what Judge Costigan said in his verdict, be sure to head over to pantograph.com to find his story.
An argument outside Daddio's in downtown Bloomington led to a man firing eight shots, killing one person and seriously wounding another early Saturday morning, police said. Michael Bacana was arrested and charged with three counts of murder, one count of attempted murder, and two counts of aggravated discharge of a firearm. 22-year-old Mariah Petraca was found dead in the 500 block of North Main Street in Bloomington, and another woman was taken to a local hospital and then later transported to another Illinois hospital with severe injuries. Prosecutors said Bacana admitted to the shooting, and his bond was later set at $2 million. He'll be back in court February 26 for his arraignment. For more details on what led to this shooting, check out the story from Kevin Barlow and Roger Miller at Panagraph.com. Police scanners have gone quiet in Macon County as law enforcement joins the nationwide trend of encrypting their radios. In an interview with Herald and Review reporter Tony Reed, Decatur Police Chief Jim Getz said, Citizens hacking into Chicago PD's communication system last summer helped prompt his department to replace their regular police radio with digital and encrypted systems. With the new system, officers can hear each other, but the members of the public who often use scanners or scanner apps can't hear them and can't hack into their comms. Instead, they'll just be eavesdropping on an earful of static, as Tony writes. Macon County Sheriff's Office quickly followed suit. Um, Law enforcement cites safety and privacy as the key reason for the encryptions. Um, So for the full story, pop on over to herald-review.com. And in some public safety and courts adjacent news, I guess you could say, a new Illinois Youth Center is opening at the former Lincoln Developmental Center, state officials announced this week. The IYCs operate within the Department of Juvenile Justice as part of an effort to have incarcerated juveniles in a smaller dorm-like facilities based on community rehabilitation and restorative justice rather than just detention. The plans fit into Governor J.B. Pritzker's 21st Century Illinois Transformation Model, which was announced in July to improve the juvenile justice system to, quote, keep youth in custody closer to home for more family engagement and seamless reintegration back into their communities. It'll take about two years to open the center in Lincoln, where up to 30 young people will be housed. The Lincoln Developmental Center has a long and I'd say pretty interesting history since opening in 1877 as the, it was called the Illinois Asylum for Feeble-Minded Children at that time. Uh, Panagraph reporter Kevin Barlow has a ton of background on the Developmental Center, as well as more details on what it will be like in its new life as an IYC. Be sure to find that story at Panagraph.com. And now we're going to move into some community news. So the pandemic has been a little isolating for everyone, and maybe even more so for our senior folks living in assisted living care facilities. So when COVID hampered Fit to Serve's Generation Generation program, which seeks to connect Mattoon area kindergartners and third graders with seniors, the organization knew something needed to be done. So Fit to Serve, a community service ministry, launched a new Adopt-A-Senior program where participants have the chance to write letters and correspond with seniors until care facilities allow in-person visitation again. The program seeks to make seniors' day a little brighter and help them feel a little less lonely during this time. For the full story, check out Rob Stroud's report at jg-cc.com. You should definitely go check it out. I mean, knowing that the seniors are getting letters from kindergartners, I could just die of the cuteness. What else we got going on this week? Well, I'm very excited about this news. Um, this week, I had the pleasure of writing three 
Rivian stories. Uh, Rivian, as we all know, is the electric uh, vehicle startup company that has chosen to invest in Illinois and put its uh, production facility right in normal. Uh, so earlier this week, Rivian um, and announced or um, it was reported that Rivian plans to open a showroom in Chicago's Fulton Randolph um, Market District. Rivian has been kind of quiet on exactly what the plans are, but it's it's really exciting. It's one of their 10 uh, future retail locations that they plan to have in the country. Along with that, people in downtown Bloomington and uptown Normal might have caught a glimpse of Rivian test driving their first R1S SUV uh, Friday afternoon. The vehicle was made at the Normal production facility. I was so excited to see the, the car like driving around and take some photos of it. It looked great. Really excited for it to come out. And then... Um, it's not today, but tomorrow I'll be coming out with a more in-depth piece about the electric vehicle uh, market, which has been growing quite a lot in the last couple of years, as well as GM's announcement to only sell zero-emission cars by 2035. So that'll be a really great story. I'm hoping um, for it to come out on Sunday. I hope you all will stick with us and read it at paintergraph.com. I just think this is really exciting news for Bloomington Normal as like the electric vehicle uh, market continues to grow. I, it's just really um, cool to see this like all coming to fruition, seeing the cars uh, test drive out in the community, knowing that it's like almost time for Rivian to start delivering the vehicles and just knowing that we're really kind of like at the forefront of um, I wouldn't, I don't know if you'd say the forefront, but we're like, you know, we're really, we're really ahead of the game here and I'm excited to see where it goes. And with that being said, Kelsey's going to tell us a little bit about our, um, next story coming out of Decatur. So Kelsey, tell me about our little, our little actor. <laughs> yes, we have a, a rising star. A Decatur middle schooler is going to be hitting the big screen. Eighth grader Sal Sassano has landed a role in the upcoming film New York Ties. Not to be mistaken for New York Times. New York Ties, uh, the film which focuses on an Italian family, will be, will be produced by Joey Casalo. What's kind of cool about this story is that the er, is that the producers originally had another boy cast, but he dropped out. Um, so after a post was made to a Facebook page, Sal's mother. Shelly Sassano follows us. She responded that her son would be just perfect for the role. And, well, he got it. Uh, I don't want to give too much away about the story, so if you want to read more about Sal and his upcoming role, head on over to herald-review.com and read Valerie Wells' story. It's really cool. I'm really good for Sal. I'm very happy for him. It's every kid's dream, I think, maybe, to be an actor and then, like, well, maybe every kid's... I don't know. (laughs) I think maybe... It was a lot of little kids' dream to be... Like, didn't you ever just think about being on The Ellen Show? Yeah, I think it's definitely... Every little kid thinks, I want to be famous. I want to be stars stars in the lights and the red carpets and all that. So it's very cool. And honestly, I'm really excited for his mom, who's really shot her shot. <laughs> she did. <laughs> it's like, he's perfect. Take him. And they took him. That's so cool. So, yeah, um... Well, I will, I'm actually just reading uh, Val's story and reading about what this, uh, this movie is going to be about. 
it's kind of cool i'm really looking forward it'd be interesting to see like when the, the movie comes out and see uh there's there's sal we know him he's from decatur um i'm sure we'll have plenty of coverage when it when it hits the big screen but this is just really exciting for um for sal that's gonna do it for us today folks thank you so much for tuning in and uh listening to our ramblings this week it might have been a little hasty but you know that's the news business anyways if you're enjoying this podcast and our reporting feel free to check us out on apple Podcasts or spotify and while you're at it head on over to panagraph.com herald-review.com and jg-tc.com to look over subscription information and consider supporting hashtag local journalism if you like reading about sal and if you like reading about rivian and all of our local news make sure that you check us out because really that is how you get more of those stories And with that, I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you.